When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi everyone, and welcome to the latest edition of Grecian's Gossip. Um, I'm joined by Dan Clark. Hello. David Byram. Hello. Uh, Jamie Hawkins. Hi. And we have uh, Ollie here in work experience with us as well. So, uh, hi Ollie, nice Hello to have you with us. Um, right, a few bits to talk about. I guess the obvious place to start is the Cambridge game, um, which everyone in this room except myself was in attendance for. Um, David is our key primary city reporter. Do you want to kick things off? I and mean, what did you make of things? I thought it was an impressive performance. Um, I think everyone said post-match they could have been a bit, bit more ruthless, which I probably agree with. But they they created a number of chances, and you know they they looked good going forward early on. Then uh, second half they did invite a bit of pressure onto them without having a, without having put these chances away. But you know they looked quite solid defensively, and you know the only thing Christy Pym really had to say all game was of his own making when he kicked the ball into Luke Berry and then had to palm it around the post. Uh, but yeah, I thought you know, one to eleven, pretty much everyone played well. So uh, yeah, an, an impressive performance. I mean, it, I think it showed that the, the squad has been together for a while now, and you know they all seem to know their jobs. Mm. Was it a concern that they couldn't, you know, get more than one goal? I wouldn't say so. I think it was just you know a bit of poor finishing and a bit of some you know good defending that sort of thing, a bit of bad luck with David Wheeler hitting the post. But um, you know, on another day they could have had four or five. To be honest, I think. You know, that early into the season, you don't really get concerned about that sort of things. You know, if if it keeps happening, then it might become a concern. But for the moment, you know, it's three points on the board, really, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And Jamie, on that note, I guess yeah, three points, clean sheet, first day of the season. Can't ask for too much more, can you? No, it's. I know it's too early to you know get excited about what's going to happen this season. But I think it's always important for confidence to get a win under your belt, especially at home as well, because you know if you you lose the first game at home the crowd can already get on your back um, but you know having been the, the big bank um, on Saturday didn't hear any complaints really to be honest I think as the game went on Cambridge got into it um, a few fans were sort of calling for Tisdale to you know, change the shape perhaps bring on subs which he did um, in the end but it was it was a good game I thought a good performance um, Probably should have been three or four up at half time, I'd say, having taken the chances. But the thing that impressed me the most was the players were actually having efforts. You know, we've seen in the past they've tried and walk it in the net, but um, you know, there's a few long range efforts. You know, Sweeney and, and James as well perhaps need to work on the, the finishing, but um, it's impressive that you know they're actually having a go and. Um, yeah, I, I I did like the performance. Um, you know, the fact that Lee Holmes and, and Harley are on the bench, I don't know if they were sort of niggles, um, shows that, you know, you've got that depth in squad because you've seen previously, you look at the bench and you think, who's going to come off and, and make a, an impact? But to have those, the likes of those players on the bench is, is encouraging. Um, so, yeah, it was a good start. We can't obviously get carried away, but... Yeah, it was a good game. Dan, anyone that stood out for you? 
Um, what, what I suppose impressed most was I think the def- the defend extra defended pretty well all game, and that was an area we were perhaps slightly a little bit worried about. They conceded quite a lot of goals last season, and we were you know, speaking last week. Um, right back could be an issue with Pierce Sweeney as the only right back at the club. We're not, whether he entire is the right option, we weren't entirely sure. But he was given man of the match by the sponsors, and I think that's a fairly reasonable shout based on. Um, his performance at the weekend sort of there's a lot of playing at last ditch challenges he was making making blocks he was I mean he stopped a lot of crosses coming off the left from the side I think Mingoya started on the left hand side and he was taken off at half time having made no impact he kept Luke Berry quiet when he moved out onto the left hand side for a bit in the second half and that sort of perhaps answers a couple of the questions that we had you know, you know defensively would Exeter be able to stand up well look like they could on, on Saturday, particularly when they had uh, Ibira and Ikpezu as the as a strike force up for the second half, um, two very big, strong, physical lads who will cause an awful lot of problems for a lot of teams in this division. And um, you know, bar maybe one, two occasions at most, um, the back four dealt with them comfortably. Brown and Moore Taylor were up against two guys who were bigger than them, quicker than them, stronger than them, but weren't better than them on the day, and that's quite an impressive thing to take out of the game that you've come up against probably going to be the most physical strike force you're going to play this season and they haven't actually created enough that worried you I mean you know we're on other countries you know sort of in the second half and it pays you come on and you're sort of saying that you know he looks stronger he looks you know able you know he's going to cause problems and Dean Moxie in front of us was saying now nah, Brown and Moore Taylor cover easily and actually he was right in the end they they did deal with them, and that's you know Austin Christie Pym other than that one was a bit of a howler as a goalkeeper. You stepped up as the number one and did what you wanted, and that's you know well, one I think one of only two teams in the division to keep a clean sheet as well on the first day, and you know that's something I think Fortista will be very happy about that. You know, if the opposition don't score, you're not going to lose any many games, and with the strike force and the goals that Exeter have. You know, if you only need one a game, you know, they're going to score one goal every game, you feel. So if you can keep a clean sheet, it's going to go a long way towards promotion this season. Well, yeah, Pim's an interesting one because, like, I suppose, it's fair to say, obviously, with no Bobby Lesnick, he sort of starts the season as pretty much nailed on first choice, I guess, for the moment. And so, you know, you mentioned that one slightly calamitous moment in the game, but he got away with it in all credit to him. I mean, do you think he's, uh, David, do you think he's sort of good enough to, to secure that number one spot and have a good season I kind of thing I think so yeah I mean you know he had a, had a reasonably good season last season and was pretty much number one all the way through well not all the way through the season but from about a quarter of the way in to, for, to pretty much most of the season apart from the uh, Carlisle games in the, the semi-final but uh, yeah you know he, he's a promising keeper and you know he's a good shot stopper his distribution could have perhaps been a little better on Saturday but you know that's just sort of Picking hairs, I guess you know. I, I, I'm, he's, I think he's going to be number one this season, and uh, you know I can't really see James having challenging him too much for the for the, the for the shirt. But I guess uh, you know we'll, we might see him having uh, in the cup games. Mm-hmm. Ollie, what did you make of um, City's performance? I thought we played really well, actually. Yeah, I thought um, after the pre-season where we we didn't perhaps play the best standard of teams, you know, all non-league sides. Um, I thought we'd start the season slowly, but we we really, I think we caught Cambridge on the back foot a little bit with our start and had plenty of chances. Could have gone two or three up, 
and yeah, they changed to a what was it four four two second half with the big two strikers on caused us problems, but we we soaked up the pressure well, and it was a I think a good performance to start the season. Bodes well, I guess, for the uh, home form as well after last season. Sort of. Not best start at St James's Park as well. Yeah, so someone's you know, some stat that you know opening day of the season took more points than we did in the first four months of last season <laughs> at home, which is doesn't say a lot really. Yeah, just how, yeah, how bad yeah, the slow start last yeah. season. But I mean, yeah, particularly I guess with the with the ground redevelopments, we'll come on to in a bit. That's it's going to be a you know an interesting season this season because obviously there is only two you know two stands and it's. You know, it's going to be different atmosphere. You know, the away, the away fans being, you know, all grouped together in one very small area could possibly be a be a problem for City because a lot of noise from coming from one area could be cheering on their team. But conversely, the fact that there's more people in the Big Bank than there was last season, it looked very very full on Saturday. That wasn't always the case last season. Means that there could be you know, more Exeter City fans grouped. In one area to sort of to yeah. suck the ball into the back of the net in those games that you you need that late goal for. So it's going to be a challenge the season, you know, season. But extra playing it every week, perhaps we'll get used to the you know, the new look of the ground much quicker than the opposition who won't have played there before. Mm. Well, I mean, speaking of St James's Park, I mean, David, you want to explain for a moment these quotes from Ruben Reed? He talked about the optical illusion when he was um, taking the penalty. Um, yeah, well, I mean, he was just sort of speaking post-match and saying that because the fence was so close to the goal and that sort of thing, it made it look, uh, it made the goal look a lot smaller than than usual. And uh, you know, I think that was perhaps represented in his penalty, which he admitted wasn't a great penalty. <laughs> and he was, uh, he, you know, in his quotes, he did say he was sort of lucky to to sort of almost play a one-two with the keeper and duck the rebound home. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I, I I don't think they, they'll perhaps do much with the fence. Apparently, actually, uh, the sponsorship holdings were perhaps were causing a little trouble for the, some of the players as well. In the fact that some was reflecting off them and sort of onto the pitch. But you know, if that's the sort of thing you think if City can sort of get to grips with that, then it's another home advantage in comparison to the to the opposition. You're, you're giving the benefit of the doubt for the penalty then? Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, he's, he's usually a good penalty taker, he doesn't miss many, so, uh, you know, about, you know, four minutes into the first se- first game of the season, it's quite early to be faced with <laughs> the op- uh, opportunity to take a penalty, and he did say it was a bit like uh, facing the first ball in a cricket game, so, uh, yeah, give him the benefit of the doubt this time, I think. Mm. And Jamie, Ruben Reid, obviously one, one game, one goal now. I mean, he, a lot of talk that he could actually end up with a good, you know, pretty good goal tally this season. Yeah, he's looked a lot sharper um, throughout pre-season. Um, seems to have trimmed down a bit as well. Um, yeah, I was very impressed with him. He was probably one, excuse me, mine man the match on Saturday. Um, yeah, he just seemed really up for it. Um, you know, chase, chasing balls, making... Uh, the defence, Cambridge defence, giving them a hard time. Um, not saying he didn't do that at all last season, but you know, whenever he started, he would, I think he would tire and get frustrated quite, quite a lot, and would get taken off fairly early. Um, I can't remember what time he got taken off on, on Saturday, um, and obviously that led him to to being on the bench, um, an impact striker. But this season, hopefully, he'll be back to his. Um, you know, best in terms of goal scoring because you know, I think people might forget he was 
the league's top scorer um, one or two times. I think he's regularly Plymouth's top scorer, always scored against us. Um, and you know he's the perfect man, I think, to to do it because obviously we've we've already gone. You look at the strikers, um, Macalinden. How many is he going to get? He played on the left wing on on Saturday. Um, and obviously you got Wheeler still. Other than that, you're looking at you know, Robbie Simpson, Ryan Brunt. How many goals are they they're going to score given their their records? So I think Reed will be the the man that you look to to get 15, 20 goals. And um, yeah, it was a good start on Saturday. David, how can you see Tisdale juggling that obviously with no uh, Ollie Watkins now? How do you think he'll sort of line things up in attack most more often than not? Probably how we saw on Saturday, to be honest. It was pretty much a way he, he set things out in pre-season as well with a, a almost a 4-3-3 slash 4-5-1. Perhaps we won't see McElinden on the wing every game. We might Obviously, Lee Holmes has got a return at some point after being on the bench on on Saturday um, but I thought McAlinda had a good game in that position actually but um, I can't see it changing too much to be honest you know I went into that game expecting that formation and you know there weren't really any surprises from it. everyone I've spoken to just said that's how City should be lining up really perhaps you know in other games you might see a bit more of a 4-4-2 with perhaps David Wheeler going up front with, with Reuben Reed like he did in the second half and Jake Taylor going to the right wing but um, I thought the 4-3-3 worked quite well to be honest mm. Dan, you agree? Yes, I mean it's sort of it's a way of getting a lot of the players in, into the into the system. I mean, sort of, I know we've seen Wheeler in a four four two. He sort of always looks a little bit more comfortable in that sort of wide striker role than up there alongside Ruben Reed on his own. And so that sort of you know the midfield. I mean the midfield of Taylor, James, Tilson. It worked well as a unit. Really, you think with you know, Tilson sort of being doing all. The hard, industrious, defensive work, sitting in front of the back four, making the challenges, and sort of Taylor being in there as the runner, sort of to you know get up and down the pitch, getting in and around the box, and James, you know, perhaps you could is a slot when Harley comes in, fully fit will come in possibly for James as sort of the more creative one on the left hand side, getting forward, you know, arriving late on the edge of the penalty box. And James had a couple of chances that he'll feel disappointed he didn't take, and you feel perhaps Ryan Harley might have taken them particularly that first one which he mm. skied out of the ground when it almost seemed easier to score you know that seems to be a, a way of getting a, a good balance in a midfield but with those three or you know, four of those or three of those four players at the very least um, you know, striking force perhaps you know, you know McAlinden on the left it's not his best position but the you City are going to play one up then it's, it's always going to be Reed ahead of him it's worth getting him in getting his pace on the left hand side to to run at defences you'd feel a little perhaps worried that there's not a lot of depth in those wide areas because if you know if McAlinden and Wheeler neither of them were playing you'd sort of be looking you know probably Holmes and Jack Sparks as the the two players to to play out there and that's perhaps if you are going to play genuine wingers so to speak in every game then not a huge amount of depth in that position if players got injured you might revert to a sort of back to a 4-4-2 sort of with Harley Taylor maybe sort of wide midfielders rather than wingers but you know it is it did seem you know the balance was there the balance was right on Saturday it allowed everyone pretty much everyone actually playing in their best position which is not something we've always seen with Paul Tisdale sides and you know I can't see well, you'd think that's how they're going to carry on and move forward for 
least the short term, with the, the squad and the, the players they've got available to them. Mm, I guess they carry on one nils every game, they won't be complaining, <laughs> will they? So, so, yeah. um, in terms of um, team lineups and stuff, Charleston Athletic on Tuesday. Um, David, can you see many changes occurring for that one? I think a few. Uh, I spoke to Paul Sitter this morning and he was he was sort of talking about how he, he's still got to get sort of some players back into the sort of squad and back into the sort of shape of, of sort of competitive football so we'll probably see Lee Holmes and Ryan Harley come in for the game um, you know you look at how you look at Brentford last season in, in the same round and he made some changes to that game we saw Ethan Appadu make his debut in that game for example so I think we could see some, some changes I, I wouldn't be surprised to see like I say Holmes and Harley back in but I think probably want a bit of continuity in there as well so we won't, I don't think it'll be wholesale changes as such mm. Carl, Carl Robinson sort of after the Charlton game well, their game at the weekend apparently said that not only you know, the 11 who started that game are going to start none of them are going to travel either so we so haven't played with well, 85 minutes with 10 men on Saturday anyway if they are going to make 11 changes and it's going to be a sort of a reserve slash under 21 Charlton team then Kind of feel that you know it's a great opportunity for the Grecians to to get a winner, to get another win, move into the next round of the cup, and you know just keep this momentum going. Because if it, if he does make all those changes, it'd be a fair game. You'd be very disappointed not to beat the Charlton reserve team, given <laughs> particularly they were the, the lowest ranked team that Exeter could have got in this draw anyway. So. I think Carl Robinson said after the game actually he's like I'm probably going to get fined, but I don't care. Or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. A club with a few difficulties, aren't there, Chelsea at the moment or not? So, um, um, so yeah, uh, Ollie, is there anyone you'd like to see sort of come in particular? I'd like to see uh, Jack Sparks, I think. He mm. played brilliantly. Um, I was at the Taunton Town game, he did well there. And um, what was it? Where did he score? Dorchester in the 6 1 win. He was fantastic. He scored a brilliant goal. So, I'd like to see him at uh, left, left or right wing. And um, Luke Kroll, maybe a, a centre back as well, give Jordan Moore Taylor a rest, perhaps. Really key player for us. And you don't want him getting injured in a in a cup game early on in the season. Mm, sure. You think this might twist or stick on the goalkeeping situation, Hayman perhaps? Um, I think James Hammond maybe deserves a chance, show what he's show what he's made of. Um, two goalkeepers now, no more Bobby Olesnik, so yeah, I'd, I'd give Hammond a game, I think. Mm, okay. Um, David, you said you caught up with Paul Tissell, so if we give his quotes a quick listen to now and uh, see what he says about the game. You know, we've had, we've had um, a good game against them previously, and I you know, I think we'll be looking forward to it, and we obviously started the season well on Saturday, so I think to look forward to for the game against Charlton. And uh, I suppose a, a good opportunity to test yourself against a, a team currently playing at a higher level as well. Yeah, I don't think that will that will uh, that will fade at all. I think we've got nothing to lose, and we're just going to enjoy the game. So there'll be one or two changes. Um, because at this stage, I'm still very much, still very much trying to, to gather the, the um, squad into a, to a um, strong unit. So it's an opportunity for the one or two players who missed Saturday, having having missed the previous preseason game, Lee Holmes, Ryan Harley. There's a number of players there who, who, who are, um, you know. Maybe looking for a game, so I've got, I've got, um, I've got, you know, a, a very positive mind going into the game, and uh, hopefully we come out of it, and then we can attack uh, 
Swindon on Saturday in the, in, in the same vein. OK, that was Paul Tisdale talking about the, uh, about the match. Um, got a few, um, few questions that have come in now. Anthony Beveridge, apologies. Um, your question was, uh, Will Young says, like Jack Sparks, we give him the chance to impress in the Cup like Amber did last season against Brentford. I think we've um, probably just about covered that just then. But uh, Dominic Carswell, um, any news on the 1931 player? Um, David, any developments on that front? Yeah. Uh, well, there is going to be one. We can't really say who it is, but um, I think they're just sort of working out the details of it now and, and stuff like this. But, uh, you know, Paul Tidsdale seem rel- relatively confident it'll be done soon. So uh, watch his face, I guess. Of course. With the 1931 fund, I always think you know, it's a, I always think it's a great idea and a great kind of aspect of um, of City's transfer business. But do you think there's a frustration that perhaps it hasn't led to more of a breakthrough player in recent years? I wouldn't go that far. You know, you've had Joel Grant last season, well, two seasons ago. He obviously stayed for a season, and you know, he did all right last season. Uh, Pierce Sweeney was last season's 1931 player, and and did quite well so I mean recently there has been a bit more of a, a breakthrough than perhaps there has been in the past yeah I, I, I've always found it interesting how a 1931 player will then move into being just a normal squad player in a way to make room for another 1931 player mm. okay. brilliant any, um, any further business I'll open the table um, well, you sort of feel you know I suppose the squad didn't look there wasn't a huge amount of depth on the on the bench at the weekend, sort of, you're looking at, you know, you sort of seal the, the squad, and you're thinking, well, who's not on the bench? And it was, well, Moxie and Simpson with slight knocks, and that was it. Really, it wasn't really anyone, sort of, you know, in and around that first team squad you'd expect being in and around first team squad. Is Alex Burns the only other one who's been regularly featuring in in pre-season? So you'd be sort of a little bit, perhaps a little bit worried. Maybe you might want to get one, one or two in on loan. Possibly, you don't want to. Well, budget budget issues are always there. The squad, you know, the continuity of the squad looks pretty strong. It's a pretty strong first eleven. But you might, I think, you might be. You know, just want to keep an eye out for sort of people who are in and around the loan market who might be available. You know, maybe I don't know what the latest on Tyler Harvey is. So if he is going to sign or. He might be the one extra player you want to add into that squad, but you know, I can't. It looks as if you know, outgoings, bar a big deadline day bid that comes in out of the blue, there isn't going to be any outgoings. So David Wheeler is likely to to stay. In, you know, in terms of ingoings, maybe you might just want to bring a little bit more depth into the squad in, but first team wise, it looked pretty solid on Saturday. Jamie, thoughts? Happy with the the squad Tizzers assembled? Yeah, I think the right back's still a bit of an issue considering you've only got Sweeney really. Be interesting um, to see who plays on on Tuesday against Charlton in the Cup. If Sweeney will retain his place or maybe he'll, I don't know, give Woodman or or Kroll a run at right back. Sam Haynes played there for about half an hour in the the Dorchester friendly, so he. He's probably the only other natural right back mm. in the squad, rather than sort of Jake Taylor or James out of position. Who else could you see Tiz using there if, if Sweeney was injured, say for example? I mean, would he have a long-term solution there, or would he need to recruit? Yeah. yeah, I think he'd have to recruit. I think you know we had an issue last season when Woodman was injured. You had Moore Taylor and and Kroll um, slotting in there, not particularly you know natural 
left backs or left wing backs. Um, so I would look at getting someone in on loan um, for that. I mean, we had that Jack Bar from on loan. I thought he looked quite decent actually, um, but he's, <laughs> he's joined Barrow, so <laughs> maybe that says something. I know he's a bit, he was quite short, but um, yeah, why not get another Jack Stacey and someone, <laughs> someone from Reading, maybe a, a youngster. Um, you know, got Tisdale does seem a bit to have a you know his good history of signing loan players nearly every year brings in one on two defenders on initial one month loan or something and then they they end up staying on um, but other than that relatively happy with the squad like I said on, on Saturday if you can afford to leave like Holmes and Harley on the bench obviously got Moxie coming back soon you know we've got good good depth in the squad there I think and you know Tuesday against Charlton there might be a few changes but still might be a, a strong team Mm. Oh, so. Brilliant. Well, look, thanks very much for joining us, everyone. And um, yeah, hopefully, you'll uh, join us for the next edition of Grecian's Gossip. Grecian's Gossip. Grecian's Gossip.